Dr. Marketing Tips, paging Dr. Marketing Tips. Dr. Marketing Tips, you're needed in the marketing department. Welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast, your prescription to the answers you seek to grow your medical practice easier, better, and faster. This show is all about connecting practice administrators and medical marketing professionals with peers working in practices, learning from experiences, making mistakes, and sharing successes. Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast. I am Jennifer. And I am Danielle. And I've invited Danielle here today to the podcast because Danielle is our guru when it comes to social media. She handles the social media strategy um, overall for our clients and she manages the boots on the ground tactics for getting great results for medical practices just like yours. And so we thought that today we would talk about um, a social network that we are all familiar with and that is LinkedIn. In fact, I'm going to reference some statistics that I got off of a, um, a gentleman by the name of Craig Smith updated them in um, March of 2017. And it's a, a website that has a post on 137 amazing LinkedIn stats and facts. I'm not going to give you all of them, but I want, um, I want to kind of set the picture for how large LinkedIn is. So you may be aware that LinkedIn was acquired um, last year by Microsoft and that Microsoft has started making um, changes to the LinkedIn platform. And they've also, um, LinkedIn members, I think, get a membership now to um, lynda.com, which is a great training um, website for professional level training. LinkedIn has almost 500 million users right now. And um, literally, there's two new LinkedIn members every second. Um, They've got the reported user total is 3 billion and 128 million of them are in the United States. Um, LinkedIn users outside the U.S. have um, 70%. And LinkedIn profiles with headshots get 14 more times profile views. And adding a photo to your profile makes you 36 more times likely to receive a message. I mean, these stats just go on and on. We'll put them in the show notes if you want to check it out. But I think from a from a standpoint of you know your medical practice, especially when it comes to acquiring personnel, I think that LinkedIn is a great tool. In fact, we've got a um, a practice that we work with down in South Florida, who the the woman that handles the marketing. Um, also does their HR and she's been putting a lot of focus in using LinkedIn and job postings to get quality people because they're expanding. They've added like three new doctors in the last year and they've got another location that's coming on board and she's constantly looking for good people. So that's why we invited Danielle here today to talk about LinkedIn and um, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to Danielle a little bit to tell us how she's using LinkedIn and what she reasons she thinks that you should be using it. Yeah, lots of big numbers there, Jen, and I love the, the guru shout out. Yeah, you're a guru. Super fancy. Add that to my LinkedIn page. Um, but yeah, LinkedIn is something that, you know, most professionals use on a personal level and it's one of those forgotten platforms when it comes to your business. Um, and it's, it's kind of like the, the not fun, not sexy social media platform, you know, it's the, the redheaded stepchild of social media because all the other ones, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and they're, Pinterest, fun. they're fun and cute. 
And this is the boring work one. So I, I hope that we can make it a little less boring, especially when it comes to your business page. Absolutely. So why do you think businesses are avoiding LinkedIn um, or not even maintaining a presence there? I think just like I, like we just said, it's it's not. It doesn't seem like it's the fun place to be, but that is where where you know people who want to work for you might be. And if you don't look like you're a fun place to work, then why would they want to? Um, even consider working there. And obviously, you know, that's the main use of LinkedIn is for job search and for online res- resume type things. So, um, so what can yeah, businesses do to drive traffic on their LinkedIn pages if they decide to even have a LinkedIn page? Yeah. So it's, it's really important to go past just the job post Cause you know, um, you know, somebody will find your, your business on Facebook and see all this amazing posts and all your great content. And they're like, Oh, let me, I wonder if they're hiring. And they go to your LinkedIn and you have like one job post from 2007 and it's like nothing there and five followers. And it's like, well, what is this? Um, but there's, there's really like, I would say four main features that you need to focus on. The first thing is just making sure it looks good. Uh, I think they just, they actually just changed the size of their header. So the, the funky thing about LinkedIn, it's like it has the set size for the header, but only a sh- certain part of it actually shows. So we actually have a little template um, that we'll put in the show notes that'll help you design your header. So obviously it looking good is the first step. Um, adding your specialties and your web links and everything that somebody would need to find you in your about section is extremely important using keywords so they can find you in the first place. Maybe if somebody is looking for a job and they search, you know, healthcare or, you know, whatever your specialty is, orthopedic, you know, PA or whatever, that your keywords are included in your about or company page, um, including your company video. It, it'll autoplay on LinkedIn. I know autoplay is a big thing on Facebook now. And when somebody goes to your company page on LinkedIn, the video will autoplay, which is huge. Um, so it kind of gives people the feel of your company as well. Um, and just like engaging and responding. Um, it's actually uh, 14% of LinkedIn users actually don't have a Facebook, which is kind of interesting. Um, so if they're, if that is the place that they want to communicate with you, that's the place where you need to communicate with them as well, because they're not seeing all your awesome stuff on Facebook. What about, um, using LinkedIn? I know in the past we've had like success with groups and I know we have one client that has a really large group and then we have another one that, um, has a group specific to like the work comp industry. What are you seeing with these groups? Should you get a page or should you join a group or should you start a group? Like how does that all work? Yeah. Well, your company page is extremely important. Groups have been used to kind of target down like a specific, obviously group of people that you wanted to communicate with. But unfortunately we kind of got like a little bit of an inside scoop that um, LinkedIn groups may actually be going away towards the end of 2017. So I don't think, businesses should really invest too much time in the groups. I just pictured one of our right clients, um, her hair literally lighting yeah. on fire over that, that thought. I know. Um, but LinkedIn does allow you to target specific groups and they actually have, um, or it's free to a certain extent where you can target, I think up to a hundred or so, um, types of professionals. You can choose a, a specific job title, whether it's like lawyer or doctor or whatever, and target those specific types of people. So that kind of helps um, 
with the groups going away. Obviously, you have towards the end of the year before they're actually completely gone. But that's just something we heard. We're not. Yeah, we can't it, confirm yeah, we that can't yet. confirm nor deny. But we've heard a very strong rumor. Okay. So I don't think that groups should be a huge uh, focus point this year. Um, but getting your page where it needs to be is extremely important. Absolutely. I will say that I just recently went on LinkedIn after a hiatus. Um, I think partly because I get I get so frustrated that you can't get rid of all the messages, like the instant mess, like the direct messages. And mm-hmm. I have thousands and I just, I don't want to deal with them. I would just want to, I just want to clear that box out and start from scratch. But I went in there recently and noticed our logo was not our most current version rendition right. of the logo. We've had to change it over time a little bit and, um, you know, put a little bit of focus on our own LinkedIn page. But, you know, aside from like updating your page and making sure your resume is there and maybe, you know, just making sure that you're current, what type of content should a business be looking at putting on LinkedIn? Yeah. So as I mentioned, making sure the header looks nice is extremely important. And then also if you have like campaigns or events or a new product or a new service or something, you should update your header as that stuff is happening. Um, Obviously, it's great if you have one like brand specific header that you just want to keep there all the time. But switching it out when you have new stuff going on shows that you are current on there. If you, you know somebody pulls up a header and it says 2010, they're obviously going to be like, oh, they haven't updated their LinkedIn in a really long time. Well, and if your LinkedIn header looks different than all your other stuff, I think right. there's, there's something to be said about kind of that social proof where everything is consistent across yeah. the board. And it, you know, it looks like your most recent version of your website right. and your most recent version of everything else you've got out there. Right. Um, and then you can use the same content that you use on your other social media platforms, but it's just knowing that it's for a different audience. So it's tweaking the message. It's tweaking who you're targeting it to um, and just kind of reflecting the big things that you have going on on your other social medias. But for, like I said, a different audience is extremely important. Are there limitations to um, the copy that you can use, you know, for your creative? Well, for the for your about us section, the first forty to four hundred characters are extremely important. Obviously, you can go on forever, but I don't think some people gonna, like to. Some people like to, but the first forty to four hundred and fifty are extremely important. Obviously, if you stick your video up there as well, that's 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 great. Um, what about like? Um, like kind of switching away from the page and what you can put on LinkedIn. Can you use LinkedIn to interact with your patients or from a customer service standpoint? Yeah. And actually recently LinkedIn changed it to where you cannot respond as the company. Um, It's not necessarily a bad thing because you can use your employees to respond. Um, So you have kind of like the head person that is in charge of responding on LinkedIn. And then it shows, you know, people like to see that they're talking to an actual person and not just a logo. Um, so I think that's that's a good way to use it as a customer service if people have questions or want to know what's going on. Um, another way, if you do want to use it as a customer service, way you can create a, a post or an update and tag that person in the post. Like, hey, Jennifer, we saw that you had a question. Uh, this is our answer. Or click this link to our website for a further answer type thing. So you could probably um, – we've been talking a lot about, like, proactive customer service and, mm-hmm. like, predicting what it is people might um, – have questions about like so let's say your website's down you can use linkedin just like you would any of your other social channels to get those notifications out there and let people know 
hey, our website's down, or hey, the road in front of our main office is closed today for whatever reason, you're going to have to you know, take an alternate route. I mean, I think LinkedIn, I think social in general is great for kind of that predictive and proactive customer service effort too. Right. And then also, um, like I said, listening and providing service. So the other side of it is, you know, paying attention to your notifications. If somebody asks you a question, don't wait, you know, a month before you respond. That's also important. And then encouraging them to engage with you because they might not necessarily have a question, but maybe you want to hear what what they're thinking or what they need to know. And so I think LinkedIn is a good a good place for that because it's almost like it depends on the the specialty as well. You know, one of the clients we work with is a consulting firm. And so for them, they want to know what their clients are thinking or, or, or the big themes. And so encouraging a conversation amongst your followers on LinkedIn is a really good, good way to um, get some more engagement as well. How often um, would you suggest that a company should post on LinkedIn? I think at least once a week is really important. You know, people don't check LinkedIn as much as they check Facebook or Twitter. I know with Twitter, I believe a tweet has maybe an eight-minute life cycle or something crazy like that. But that's because Twitter is a constant updated, you know, updated Mm -hmm. stream, you know, within eight minutes, it's gone. So, but with LinkedIn, you have more time because it's not being checked every single day or multiple times a day. So I think at least once a week. Uh, LinkedIn also has a really great publisher tool where you can write your own content or, you know, if you had a blog on your website, you can also put it on LinkedIn. And that's good to do maybe once a month, do like a written post on, on your LinkedIn profile as well. So, um, that's a lot of good information about a platform that we may not be thinking about in terms of a marketing standpoint. And, you know, I, I think, I think you're right. Like LinkedIn is beyond just posting for jobs. So what would be your, like just big takeaways to wrap it up so that we can let our listeners go. But big takeaways, like if, if somebody's thinking about getting involved in LinkedIn, what are those big takeaways that you would offer to them? I think, like you said, it's like really moving beyond the job posting is extremely important. And it's, you should just care about your LinkedIn presence because eventually someone's going to get to your LinkedIn page and compare it. Like you said, social proof, social proof is uh, I think one of those new big trends that we're going to start hearing more and more. And you know, if, if you have a LinkedIn page, it needs to be good or just don't have it at all. It's like one of those type things. Don't, don't be there if you're not going to take care of it. Type thing. Absolutely. And, and fact is your patients and your prospective employees and your doctors and everybody they're all on LinkedIn from a professional standpoint. So mm-hmm. you need to put your best professional foot forward. Yes. Absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. This is really good information. And um, again, um, I'm Jennifer with Dr. Marketing Tips. And I'm Danielle. And we want to say thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the DrMarketingTips.com podcast. If there's anything from today's show you want to learn more about, check out DrMarketingTips.com for our podcast resource center with all the notes, links, and goodies we mentioned during the show. If you're not already a subscriber to our show, please consider pressing the subscribe button on your podcast player so you never miss one of our future episodes. And if you haven't given us a rating or review yet on iTunes, please find a spare minute and help us reach and educate even more of our medical practice peers. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Doctor's Orders.